What's up, wrestling fans? Your host, the most George McKay in the building. Here with the cohort in crime, Steve the Animal Mitchell. What's going on, wrestling fans? What's going on is this. We have a special guest, our first guest officially in the Straight Talk studios. We've we do done indeed. interviews before, but they've always been going to them. She was gracious and wonderful enough to come to us. So she, thankful. She is an upcoming great Canadian talent. Her name is Alexi Nicole, a.k.a. the Bubblegum Princess. Welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> so, um, I guess just a couple things that we want to get into right now. You are you are very, very new into the business. You started training in 2011. Your trainers were Rob uh, Fuego and Taylor Wilde, and you got trained over at Squared Circle Training. Yes. How was the overall experience over there? It was great. I um, So, I started training with Taylor. There was an all-girls class for a few months, so that was really great just to learn from her because then when I transitioned to the main class with Rob, uh, I, not only did I feel like farther ahead than I would have been, but I, I kind of knew how my body worked as a girl compared to how a guy's body works. It's, as much as you're learning the same things, but you physically you feel like everything's different. So it was cool, but in, all the guys there were great. Like, um, Anthony Fiasco really helped me a lot, and he's my brother-in-law now, so I have to thank him for everything. You gotta give him a shout-out. I gotta out. give him a shout-out. He's family. We're family now. Family <laughs> <shout out. laughs> but all family the guys there, uh, Shane Saber, Preston Miles, um, John Green, Sebastian Suave, all of them, like, they all help me. I know I'm forgetting names, but I'm going to feel bad about it. But I'll It's okay. It. It's like one of those Oscar Golden Globe speeches where you literally have 12 seconds to try to remember everything. Before yeah. they, well, we're not going to play you out. <laughs> There's going to be no orchestra music playing you out, so you're good. Um, so I guess the one question that we always ask, everyone always asks, the moment you yourself fell in love with wrestling, do you remember it? Uh, I think I do. I was young. I, I don't remember how old I was. I was young, and my brother was watching a tape of... God, I don't, I don't remember the tape. I used to always remember it. When Foley got thrown off the uh, Hell in a Cell. Okay, okay. Yes, yep. that's yeah. the one. So I was I was two when it happened, so I know I didn't watch it live. But I was watching a tape with my brother, and he told, and he showed me this, and I was just blown away. That and somebody could put that much, their body much, through that yeah, much punishment. I saw that happen, and I don't know why. I was like, this stuff is great. I could watch this every week with you. And that's how, yeah, that's how I got into it. That's how you fell into, fell in love with it. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess is that my next question leading up to that would be your favorite wrestling match of all time. Is that your favorite wrestling match? Or as you've progressed and grown and fell in love with it more, do you have a favorite match? Or even a top, top five? That's in my top five. Okay. That's definitely in my top five. I have, to narrow down my top five would be hard because as I, as I watch wrestling, I just pick matches on top of that. Like, right. There's a... Matches. We can't even narrow down our top. No, five. like I. It's like impossible. I matches from like Terry Funk and Ric Flair to WrestleMania, like Undertaker matches to New Japan matches. Like I can't narrow them down. Okay. There's way too many. That's All right, so let's just say you have a you have a huge. I list. have a huge yes. Like a top twenty. Yeah, I'd say that. All right, perfect. <laughs> so your influences, either from the business or people that kind of you've monikered your character after and molded yourself after influences, male or female, within the business or even with not in the business. Uh, within the business, I would say AJ Lee was a big influence, huge influence. Um, who was it? Mickey James was a big influence. Um, trying to remember. Paige. Taylor. Paige, yes. Lita. Yeah, all, honestly, all those girls. Trish, like, I, like, when I got to train with Trish, it blew my mind. So, like, you're one of my biggest influences. That's right, yeah. You guys helped her kind of get ready for the women's evolution paper yes, tag team yeah. that she had. That's incredible. It, it, like, and I was, I was at a rough time, too, so for to have that opportunity, I was like, Oh my god! Like this is amazing. Were you starstruck? Yes. <laughs> but she was probably such. Uh, I, I, from what I've heard, she's such a genuine, great person. Yeah, the sweetest person. She was so happy to work, like to work together. She was so excited to work too. 
which like sometimes you don't know with some people sometimes they they want to come back hit their moves go home right but she was so excited to learn try new things get in the ring with me work around it was the best experience ever when she ever. dropped you on your like on your back when she let's say she closed on you or something did you just sit there for a minute and was like oh my god i was just like my i was just rocked to the mat by trish oh Ross. yeah i definitely did <laughs> I, I, I literally just laid there like i wrestled trish <laughs> you just stared up at the lights you're like i don't even want to move right now no. this is incredible yeah i think she accidentally hit me in the face I'm like no it's fine don't worry about it Take a, take a selfie on Instagram and be like, yeah. this shiner, Trish Stratus. <laughs> you take the bump, then you take the selfie right on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you've been asked this questions tons of times. We've, we've done our research. We've seen that you've done interviews. But we still want to let our fans know where the moniker, the Bubblegum Princess, actually came from. Um, How did you coin the name? So I coined the name. I was at a Smash show. I don't remember which one. Uh, I chew gum a lot when I get nervous. I used to, at least just because it calmed my nerves, stopped me from grinding my teeth. And then when I was just chewing gum, he had to me cut a promo. I didn't know what to do because I suck at promos. So I just started blowing a bubble gum and um, Sebastian would be like, keep that, it's great. And I kept it and then I was just, I was having dinner one day with uh, Channing Decker and we just, he helped me come up with it there. So Decker, awesome. you, Decker and you kind of coined it together. Coined it together, yeah. We came up with it together, and it's just kind of evolved <laughs> into this crazy thing. That's interesting, because we're actually looking to get Channing Decker on for... We want to get, De <laughs> <we wanna> get <laughs> Decker on the show. We've saw him at a couple Destiny shows, yeah. and he is flat-out stellar. The, uh, we were at the, we, I was able to attend the pay-per-view mm -hmm. when he fought Moose in that... Uh, yes. And when he, when he swallowed those thumbtacks, and he got kicked in the face, and he just spit him out and started laughing, I was like, dude... You're like you're like a Zach Morris meets Mick Foley. I just I don't know what it is, but it's super Very cool. Sure. And I, I texted him at home because he was gracious enough to babysit my kids for me. My wife and I kind of went out on a date night. I texted him. I'm like, Decker just swallowed thumbtacks. This man is a god. That's cool. Your kid pooped, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I text him back. So in your time training at Squared Circle, what was the one thing you literally spent the most time trying to master? The one thing that you know you just felt that you they, they told you, okay, you've got it, let's move on. But you were like, no, this is one thing I really want to take my time on. And I want to make sure I'm 100% perfect. Every time I hit that ring, I want to make sure I'm doing this thing perfect over anything else. Um, there wasn't there wasn't a specific move, that's for sure. I'm honest, I think it was my selling. Oh, like, okay. And like my how I took moves. I never wanted to, I have bad shoulders, so I never wanted to hurt myself doing anything. So I just, the more stuff I took, like I took stuff from everybody. Every slam possible, every hit, everything. And then, I guess another thing was I was always into, like, head scissors, like, lucha style. So even if I had knew I could do something, like, okay, let me just try Rana one more time. Let me just try the head scissors one more time. Let me make sure I've got it down so that, no, I can do it with anybody. I don't have to worry about anyone, you know, missing me, me jumping over someone, something like that. So always safety first, but making sure you were able to take the move safely and also do the move safely. Yeah. Perfect. You also strike me as a person that really, really takes a lot of pride in just storytelling and really looking at the storytelling aspect more than the actual, there's there's the wrestling part, mm -hmm. but it's more of how do we tell the story so that it really gets across and really gets this to be one of the biggest pops of the whole night. Yeah, like you can, I can have a match and just do crazy moves, but like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people that come to wrestling shows, yes, they're wrestling fans, but you also get a huge mix of people that they're there because they know somebody or it's something to do. You want to introduce them to wrestling and you have to tell a story to pull them in. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it seemed like to me from just listening to you talk. Um, as far as as far as far uh, career milestones, what would you say that, that any of the, the career milestones, what was your favorite one that you've hit so far? 
Uh, if you have hit any so far. I've hit a, a few, especially last year. Uh, wrestling Jazz was just the biggest one, though. Yes. I uh, was able to actually caught one. a clip of that online, yeah. and it was one heck of a match. <laughs> you guys you did really well Thank in that you. one. Absolutely. But my favorite, I have a favorite match of yours. Okay. And it may not be your favorite, but it was one, I actually watched it before here just to get more hyped up before you got here. Strap match. It's that strap match. Strap match. Okay. Strap, strap, strap match. match. <laughs> I have never seen two women do a strap match. Mm-hmm. So again, in this business, as we're seeing the evolution of women continue, just watching you two and like the, the hits you gave her with the strap, the hits she gave you with the strap, that ridiculous move yep. where you literally, it was almost like a moonsault in the middle of the ring. You just dropped her on her back. You flipped full 360. I sat there and I'm like, man, four foot one. 100 pounds dripping wet, and she just rocked this chick to the ground. I have to give you kudos, because that strap match, that a lot of... A lot of like one of the best yeah, seriously, you rocked it. You rocked it. Absolutely killed it. I would never want to meet you in an alley with a strap, let's just put it that way, because I know I would lose every time. So in terms of, as you progress in the business and as you grow, because a lot of people would still say, even though you're not classified as a vet, you're not classified as that rookie, you're in that kind of in-the-midst state. Yes. So as you progress in the business, do you find yourself being a little bit more selective on the events and the shows you yourself want to be a part of? Or do you just, whenever somebody calls you and says, listen, we'd love to have you out for this event, do you just do it or do you go, hmm, I'm not, I don't know you, you're a new promoter to mm-hmm. me. Are you finding yourself being a little bit more selective just to cover your basis for your brand? I, you know, I very quickly became very selective. Just You always hear stories like uh, someone does a show and nobody gets paid. And I never wanted to be in that position. I always told myself I will not work for free. I will not put my body through this for free. So you you spend a lot more time looking into the business. Yeah, it, this it is a rest, it's a business. Yes, everyone should make money off of it. So I always look at it like that. I also consider like, uh, you know, I I have my weekends to do this because I do have my own full time job. Do I want to? Am I going to take off a Friday to travel somewhere that might not really pan out? Am I like? Am I worried about who I'm going to wrestle? Are they fully trained? Um, am I worried about payment? So I do, I am selective, but I am also, I'm trying to work more. So I am just kind of, I want to work more. And I really, like, I'm trying to go out to more shows, introduce myself to promoters, let them know that I'm available. But at the same time, I am, I always keep on mind payment, travel, and my own safety. So. Absolutely. And those are definitely some of the most important things, especially safety. Because as you mentioned, you had two soldier surgeries, right? Yes. So walk us, walk me through, walk me through that. Like when you you have an injury mm-hmm. and it's something that it's one of those things you use regularly your shoulders you're, you're lifting you're moving you're always your shoulders just like your knees mm-hmm. are two very important bones and muscles within the body for wrestlers so when you have a shoulder injury and you're going through the rehab what are you feeling like what like do you have the doubts the negativity do you have the positivity like i'm going to get i'm going to get through rehab i'm going to mm-hmm. conquer this my shoulder's going to be strong and never going to come back or the first time you step into that ring after you're fully cleared by the doctor you still have the nerves like I just I got I want to be even more careful than I already was. I'm really interested in that. What's that first day like back in the ring after just having that really big injury that you're coming back from? So the sh- like the surgeries themselves, I would I got the surgery my first day back in training. I was excited and also nervous. You know what can I do? What can't I do? The best part about Fuego is that he um he's also a re- an RMT, so he was he could safely say you're you're able to do this, you're able to not do this, and I could trust him with my body. Um, but this, after the second surgery, when I had to do it again, I was more cautious. I like I hated the idea of doing a lot of things because I'm like, okay, my arm's gonna go back. Can I do that? Am I gonna injure it again? Because now I know it's possible to do it again. And even now, my phone's ringing. I'm sorry. Guys. That's okay. No <laughs> totally fine. That's the great thing about doing these radio shows is that the people can see that it's not scripted. We're not doing everything's organic, yeah. and that's what we love the most about it. Well, that's rock, man. Yeah. You hear my Pokemon theme song going, but that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> Have you caught them all? You got Pokemon I have Go? caught them all, yes. 
Good. <laughs> my daughter and I obsessed with it for a little bit. We used to walk around and try to hatch eggs. And after a while, as much as we quickly fell in love with like the rest of the world, we quickly got bored with it because I found myself on it all the time. Like anywhere I was, outside at work, on a break, in oh, the yeah. bathroom, I'm sitting there, I'm like, is anything around? And I'm like, I've got like 15 of you guys. I don't need any more. I'd be here. sitting in class and just like casually <laughs> opening my phone. Okay, can I reach you from here? Can I not? <laughs> <laughs> my tattoo artist yesterday was literally like, we were getting coffee, and he was like, oh crap, I got a Pokeball. Hold on, bro. And he went over in the corner <laughs> to go catch the Pokeball, and then came back over to go get his double double. <laughs> so we touched on like your career milestones, like what the big ones that you've hit. Mm-hmm. But what what is one that you haven't hit yet that you really? What's the like? Let's say a milestone for 2019 is kind of a two part question. Mm-hmm. What's a milestone you want to hit this year? But then what's the ultimate career goal? Uh, the ultimate career goal is to wrestle as a career, to not have to not be the, like the weekend warrior, to not like work full time nine to five Monday to Friday, and then my weekends, my Friday nights, my Thursday nights are when I go wrestle. That's my my overall goal is to wrestle for a living. Um, in 2019, I want to wrestle globally. I want to get out of North America. That's nice, my awesome. biggest, I, whether it's Japan, UK, and I want to get somewhere. Even Mexico. You yeah, go, Mexico, you go yeah. So your goal is just to go abroad. Yes. You want to start making the bubblegum bubble princess global. Yes. That's awesome. I love that. That that shows me, like, because most people are like, well, you know what, I want to do a match I haven't done yet. But you're, you're talking about, I'm already where I'm at comfortably. Mm-hmm. Now I want to... I know I've got North America. I want to go above it. Yeah. And that's fantastic. We, and taking we, your brand to the big picture. Yes. Yeah. And we hope that we hope that, that happens for you. Thank Nothing you. but success, we <laughs> wish. You. Just keep doing more of those strap matches. I, <laughs> Just keep doing more I, of those strap matches. I have matches. the strap at home. Like, I, it's my, um, I got my grandmother, actually, before she passed, she knew um, someone who did upholstery for couches. So she's the one who got me the strap. So I have it. So if <laughs> anyone would like to book me for a strap match, there I would you go. be more than happy The offer's to. open-ended. You I got to book her. <laughs> Booker, you know what? We, we got to have you back because I I want to say this and I'll put this out there right now. I want to take a shot. I want to take. I don't want to wrestle you in a you strap match. Your, your I just strap. I want to take a strap. I want to feel what you guys feel because when you hear like when I was watching that match, like I've watched it three four times. You can look at me crazy all you want. No, I want to take you crazy. I'm actually thinking about how much I'm actually going to be really entertained filming this. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> great. Oh yeah. I, I can't wait to be for you. to be in, like Greek town wrestling. Bubblegum Princess and me in the ring. I'm all ready. I'm all stretched. And she just hits me in the back. And I drop to my and knees. And I she, start and crying like a baby. down once. Yeah. That's, it, it. It, that's what it will be. It would literally be the shortest match of your entire and career. And then you pin him. And then it's over. <laughs> and then we'll send it to all the booking committees. And be like, seriously, this is her strap. This is her latest strap match. Booker. Right now. I'll be honest. It didn't hurt as much. During, I don't know if it was adrenaline. It didn't hurt as much during the next day. I had welts like all over my body. And I'm like, what is it? Like, I didn't know what they were from at first. I'm like, it didn't hurt that much. And then, of course, I touched them. Like, oh, I know what it's from now. Yeah. I can imagine that there's a lot of days that you wake up and, and think about the night before. I have so many bruises. I just wake up and, like, that's new. I don't yeah. know where that came from, but whatever. That's and that's and that's for all the people out there, though. There's still a lot of those naysayers that say, oh, you know, wrestling is fake. Yes, it's choreographed. Mm-hmm. Yes, some things are scripted. But let's be honest, the risks that are being taken by the two, four, six, however many individuals are in that ring at that time, those risks are always real. Mm-hmm. And you're always wondering. I know it's got to be in the back of your head. You're always wondering... Is this is is something gonna happen oh, in yeah. this match? Oh yeah, all the time, especially with my show. Oh, all the time, all the time. I How do you block it. that out? How do you block that fear out? I can't actually block. I have to keep it in the back of my mind, so I'm conscious of it. So I find I find that when I'm not like fo- like thinking about it, when I don't think anything's gonna happen, that's when something happens. And it could be stupid. I just move my arm the wrong way. It comes out. Pull my arm. Put it back in. Keep going. Um, but I find that when I think about it, and I know okay, it's a possibility I'm going to hurt myself. Just keep safe that's the best like i just tell myself like, just be safe take a deep breath if something happens you know what to do so 
And just always being weary about it, just always being cautious about it. Yeah. That's one thing, unfortunately, I find with a lot of people who get injured, they're not thinking about that. And it's yeah. really just a case of just keep going and keep going until you get injured again and then redo the whole thing it's all over again. It's once you stop thinking about it, it happens yeah. all the time. I really commend you for that. And the fact of working a day job as well on top of that. <laughs> what do you do for work? I, um, I'm i an accounting assistant at a law firm. Awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's no, that's, and you're also, are you still in school right now? I So I just finished my private investigator training program. Uh-huh. And I just had, I passed my exam there. I got my licensing number. Um, in a couple of weeks, I write my ministry exam with the government of Ontario. And if that goes well, I get my license. Right, because you were, I, I, in the research that we've done, we, at the time it said, it probably wasn't updated, but it said you were in school for criminology. Yes, I finished my year, yeah. So finished you finished criminology, now you did the private investigators, and now you're, that's awesome. So private investigators, you can be like, you know, some high-priced woman who thinks her man might be stepping out on her. You'll be hanging in a tree taking pictures? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's Like a real, like a real... <laughs> What do they call those guys? It's a license to stalk. It's really what it is. It's a license to stalk and really spy. really what it is. <laughs> That's totally cool. And then you know, what's awesome is every time I watch those old school spy movies, a lot of times they're chewing gum. Mm-hmm. So you've got that down uh, yeah, in the barrel. <laughs> you've already got that portion of it, right? That's awesome. That's right. Gum shoes. That's what they call them, right? Real gum shoes. <laughs> so um, in terms of like wrestlers now, or even let's say wrestlers past, somebody had gone... Is there anybody that you would have loved to work with that maybe not be here right now and somebody that you would love to work with eventually down the line? Like somebody that is still here and somebody that might have passed on? Mm-hmm. Anybody from the past you would have loved to work with and anybody in and around the business now that you would love to work with either in the future or as soon as you possibly can? Yeah. Um, she's not gone. Like she's alive still. I would love to work with Bull Nakano if mm-hmm. that was an option. She's just such a fucking badass. I love her. Yep. Um, currently... Uh, I want to wrestle Becky Lynch really badly. Oh, I, I, I love the man. I am a huge fan. We wanted to ask you about Becky, or just like essentially what you thought of like that whole thing of how that's working out and everything. So obviously you're super. I think it's it. great. I think it's awesome. I think she's just going out there being a badass, and that's what people want. That's really what people want, and everyone's excited to see her go out there finally get a chance. Yeah. I think it's great. I love it. Well, since we're on the terms of we're talking kind of WWE women for a second, not mm-hmm. the spinball thing, but there's there's one woman on the on the WWE roster that I just can't get behind. I think all the women are fantastic. I have two daughters myself. Mm-hmm. My nine-year-old is obsessed with wrestling like my wife and I are. We got her hooked on the business very early. And uh, she sits there. She loves she loves Nikki Bella. I'm on the fence about it. I'm on the fence about it completely. <laughs> but she absolutely does think that uh, Sasha Banks is and Bailey are like the best thing. She loves the two of them together or even when they're fighting each other when they have the little cat fights here and there she loves them but there's just one female wrestler and i know he knows where i'm going there's one <laughs> that i love so i'm staring at the ground there's, i'm like i'm waiting for it there's, there's one that i there's one that i absolutely loathe and i want your opinion on it good or bad nia Jax. i loathe her alexi i you don't i don't think you understand there's there's a spot there that i think you and so many other independent wrestlers could take easily and yet that glorified on the rocks cousin nonsense is still there i i'm not a big fan i will say one thing she is different in the terms of her look she does not look like everybody else and that is a huge asset to her because when you find that yes okay a lot of girls are supposed to be attractive and shaped whatever you can also get like lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. because every girl's now looks like that right so for her she's and she's comfortable with who she is and that really works in her favor because she can go out there she's also bigger than everybody else she can do the big stuff and it's not no stumbling of her picking someone up. It's usually just up and down. There's no worry. I would honestly, I would feel safe if she picked me up. Because you knew she could handle your I knew your she weight. could handle me, right, yeah. Right, right. Am I a fan of her? Not particularly, but... Well, I love I, her. I, I can see her benefits, especially in the position that she's in. 
Yeah, and I'm pretty much on the same side of, like, I like, but there's the other side of it that I'm not really the big fan of, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you are you are who you are, and you're really happy with who you are and that kind of thing, yeah. so, like, your character, there's no mistaking it. It's like, you're a big girl, so you're going to go out there and kick everybody's ass yeah. if you're a big girl. I would it. be okay with it, though, if she carved out her own destiny. That's what I don't like. I don't okay, like that she's using the rock, the bloodline. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm the rock's cousin. I get it. You've said it every single time, and when you won the title, you hugged his mom. His mom's your manager. Great. Whoopity doo da. <laughs> Show me something past the Samoan bloodline. <laughs> Give me something that can fully invest in Nia Jax, because that's that's where I that's where I we've had tangents. I've gone on rants so many episodes in the show <laughs> that I just this is a, a yes. person who I can't back. Yeah. And I can't back because I keep getting force fed down my throat. She's of Samoan bloodline. I don't care. I just want I, yeah. you to come out. <laughs> And I want you to give me everything you got in the mm-hmm. ring. And if you can't, I want no part of you. And that's that's I where that's where I stand. I can see it, yeah. Yes, but at the at the exact same time, though, that's where somebody like yourself that is breaking into the business, where a lot of times what we're noticing is, I think I think there's like kind of a, a, a standard that kind of is going on with that, where it's just a lot of women are being brought in and kind of only to uh, the WWE experiment, if you will, of there's no real formal training or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. really just bring you in and we'll work with what you got kind of thing. So where it's really refreshing for somebody like yourself who is actually getting a chance to really tell a story of like you're actually out there really grinding. You're working a day job and doing the wrestling. You have injuries on top of that. So as far as I'm concerned, it's just really kind of, I, I feel like that's the biggest changing of the guard that's really like coming back to fruition is being able to see somebody like yourself being in that position, being able to be on that actual grind and really show people. By the time you actually get there, everybody will know for a fact that like, hey, this girl was actually out there really grinding her ass off before she actually got here. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with if you go through the WWE system or you we've seen both sides of the fence. We've seen the indie the indie system come up and you go through it and you earn your stripes and you earn your chops that much faster and people know, okay, I've seen her. Mm-hmm. I know she can handle herself. But if you do go through the performance center and you take that shortcut because you're grandfathered in, like a certain wrestler yeah. whose name we will no longer mention. <laughs> if you're grandfathered in and you get the opportunity, make the most of it. Yeah. But for somebody like you who's coming up in the ranks, I know when you reach that point, and I think we both firmly believe that you will one day reach that point. Absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna sit there and we're gonna be like, I know what she can do, and I hope they use her, whichever brand you eventually do get the opportunity with. I just hope they use you in the right way, in the right capacity, and let you be you. Because I hate it when you see them go through the WWE machine. Like for example, when they start off in NXT, mm-hmm. they come up to main roster and they lose it. But in NXT, they were just super great promos were cut nicely mm-hmm. wrestling skills were amazing storylines were stellar then they come up to wwe and it's like hey same five moves just do them at different times in the match but that's what you got those are the restrictions and that's what i think kind of tears people away from that part of the business is that there's so many restrictions when you get to the main roster in a wwe format that you're not able to be who you are and you're not able to grow at that point mm-hmm. because you've got to stay restricted within your like these are the moves that we know you can do safely so these are what you're going to do yeah and that's that's the unfortunate part because I think they put those glass ceilings on everybody, and it's not fair. It's not. I have. I will say because I've been. I did have a tryout at the performance center beginning of last year, and I've been. I've done extra work, so I've been backstage and I've seen how. And it is. It's insane how structured everything is there. Like you, because you just as an extra, you literally like I've literally just sat there for a couple hours waiting to be told what to do. But you see everyone go over their segments time after time, rehearsing. You see them talking over their matches. Who's going to do what move? Um, and as great as the, tr- the trainers are, like Sarah Del Rey was there when I was an extra and, and in, in my uh, tryout, and as great as she is, you do see them going, like, a, a, sometimes it's move for move, what's going to happen? And, you, like, my match with Jazz was so organic, we planned almost nothing. 
we said we had a couple of things we said we were gonna do but we went out there and we just worked and it that's it's one of my favorite matches in that i've ever had and that's why and um, that's more of your preferred way of working now yes it is it's because you want to feel what the crowd's feeling if they're getting into it you know kind of where to go from there if someone doesn't like what you're doing but your match is so structured structured that you can't leave that program you're screwed and i imagine that it's it's pretty unbelievable coming backstage and realizing that you just literally you did nothing but literally just play off the crowd and yeah. have that experience of relearning every single time of how to keep playing off the crowd and that's that was my, again like that was my favorite part about wrestling with her is that we just we went out there and we just worked the whole time and we played off the crowd we didn't talk about any like she hit me with a chair we didn't talk about that we we're throwing each other into people into walls we didn't talk about nothing that's amazing and it, but it was the most fun i've ever had that's amazing and that's when you know you love your job when you can go in and still have that fun yeah so in terms because we're speaking about the women's evolution now because it's not a revolution anymore you guys are here you're kicking ass you're taking names mm -hmm. everybody's on the up and up in terms of the women's evolution now what do you like maybe dislike about what you've seen so far and what would you like to see that you maybe have not seen yet? Okay. I liked I liked more opportunity. I like that the girls are first are way better trained. Mm. I love that because even yes. when I started wrestling, like some of the girls I was working with were terrible, terrible. Yeah, it's, it's not like watching women of wrestling anymore. No, yeah, exactly. It really yeah. isn't. Um, <laughs> and but it's like everyone's got some kind of training. I mean, I have my own thoughts on the performance center and how everyone's trained the same way. I wish. I wish everyone went out and had their own indie experience. In that That's understandable. That, I, I see that too. You really, you have, there is a certain style that everyone there learns. And I, again, I went to the tryout. I know how they're, how they're start off the training. And it's pretty basic, but you see everyone does kind of the same moves, the same, you stop here, taunt, come out, do this, hit this move, taunt. Like, I wish everyone had their own experience, especially girls, because you, everyone kind of does the same moves. And it's true. Like, I'll... I do tons of the same moves. I look at I watched Sasha Banks match last night. We do almost the entire same moveset. Mm. Um, so I do wish there was a little more of that, a little more of kind of going around learning from each other and learning different styles. Um, the one thing I really don't like with the evolution is that it's forced. I don't like being told there's an evolution. I don't like Stephanie McMahon coming out and telling me there's an evolution. You know, all, the girls are doing this now. Uh, show me. Make me believe it. Don't tell me because you're reading it from your script. There's nothing I can say. You sh you should sit in the host chair. I'm gonna leave now. No, but seriously, that that's you 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 have hit answer. you've hit Jesus. the nail on the coffin. We we've talked about it so many times on the show where we just hate them coming out and saying, "Well, you know, we're giving you what you want." No, you're not. You're forcing it down our throats, and this is what we have to mm -hmm. do. And no offense, you're giving it to us when you decided that you're giving it to yeah, us. Exactly. We actually wanted this a long time ago, but now you decided to pick the time now to do it. But thank you for giving it to us now. <laughs> and is there really something like maybe it. a match that the women haven't done yet that you would like to see them do? Mm. Like we've seen them do Elimination Chamber. We've mm -hmm. seen them do Hell in the Cell. They've now got the Royal Rumble, which is an annual thing, which is fantastic. They've got all those things, but is there a type of match? They've done TLC, Last mm -hmm. Woman Standing, Iron Woman Match. Is there a type of match that maybe they haven't done that you would like to see to go? I'm trying to think if there's a type of match. Um, yeah, they did Falls Count Anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's a specific, specific type. I want to see, like, I want to see a solid main event. And I know Charlotte and Sasha had some. I want to see a solid pay-per-view main event. Not an all-women's pay-per-view main Like, I'll, everyone's working on this show. Guys, girls, I want a solid women's main event that's not... Again, that's not being. I'm not being told to be hyped about it. I want yeah. to feel hyped for it. It's like Steve Austin and The Rock, but you're talking to yes. women that are yeah, getting exactly. in there. You don't got to be told anything. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right. And in terms of um, 
in terms of like personal life and stuff like that because here on straight talk we'd like to try to pull back the curtain as much as we possibly can without giving too much away of the business that we love because we ourselves still want to at the end of the day we're still fans so in terms of personal life though because you hear like when you watch a wrestler's bioptic or you hear a hall of fame speech or you hear any wrestler in in a canon interview like you're in right now how is it managing your personal life and family life with the career plus the full-time job how is it is it sometimes where you you've had to miss christmas you've had to miss your niece's birthday mm. you've had to miss a wedding maybe a funeral how is it managing those things and what do you know when you miss and what do you don't miss so i used to not like when i started wrestling i'm like it's okay like there'll always be another birthday there'll always be another weekend at the cottage another holiday and then the first aiw show i did um my uncle was really sick i knew he had, he had cancer we knew he was gonna go so he had passed away as I was wrestling, and then the car had broken down on the way there. So I didn't actually get back until the morning of the funeral. And it was that day that I told myself I will never miss another family event for wrestling. As much as I love wrestling, I will not, you know, wrestling's always going to be there. I can leave, I can come back, it's never going anywhere. My family will not always be there. So I always, family first no matter what, and I know a lot of people that, you know, meet, like you don't have to you should really put yourself first kind of thing. It should be about you. And I just, I can't do that. I can't miss something because of that. And that's awesome. So uh, speaking of your family, Mm -hmm. which they all sound great, you're of Italian descent, right? So we're talking big Sunday dinners, the big spread, whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. I myself, I myself (laughs) am half Italian. My wife is Italian. And we go, like, we do the whole big spread almost every, every, even when we get together, it's like last minute, oh, let's go over to your Nona's house, have some pasta. It's a full spread. It's it's a full spread. It's a full spread. So in terms of uh, your family, mm-hmm. have they always been supportive of your, your wrestling, your passion for wrestling? Or has there been some arguments, disagreements, fights that maybe, listen, we don't want you to do this anymore. Well, I'm sorry, mom, dad, or aunt, uncle, brother, this is yeah. my life, and I'm going to do it. Has, has there has there been positives and negatives? There has. It's mostly been positive. Like, okay. um, I did have to lie to my parents. Well, I didn't lie to them. They went on vacation, and I got my uncle to take me to Square Circle for the first time. Because I, they were not going to take me. So my uncle took me, because he's a huge wrestling fan. He was super supportive of it. Um, and my, parent, my mom especially, she's, she's a mom. She's an Italian mother. She's going to worry about everything. And no matter what I do, she's always worried about it. She won't, she'll come to see my matches. She'll look away half the time. Um, and that's how, she, especially after I got hurt, she's, you know, you do want to do this. My sister's an RMT. She's like, are you sure you want to do this? You're going to hurt your body, put it through a lot. I'm like, yes, I'm sure. But there was, I've been really lucky that they've never said, you need to stop. They're always supportive. My mom's driven me to shows out of the country. Like, they're always very supportive. They do come to watch me, and I love it, because not everyone's family thinks it's good. Everyone, some people just say, you know, you shouldn't do this, I'm not going to support you, and I'm really, really lucky to have a family that's supportive. They bought me, like, they bought me my boots. They did so much stuff for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Shout out to the Bubblegum Princess's family. (laughs) Keep the passion alive and well. So, in terms of another question, I guess, because we talk about personal life, Dating life. How does that affect things? So I dated a wrestler. I'm not going to say his name for a very long time. We won't let you. Yeah, we, we, things, you don't have to. Things recently ended and it was a little messy. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but I found that a lot of people told have since said, you know, you shouldn't have dated in the business. I'm like, well, I get why. You know, you don't want to have that awkwardness, that tension. Um, but I also, I'm, I, I, even though I told myself I'm never going to date in the business again, I told myself at the same time, when you meet someone, I don't know, you meet somebody. That's really it's, what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, like, it's, do you like the person, do you not? I can say 90% of the guys I met in wrestling, not even as, like, a relationship, just as friends, are the nicest people I've ever met. 
like um Gabriel Ferris and Von Vertigo, I talk to them so much. Squares especially. We talk like, every day. He's one of my closest friends. And so I can't say, oh no, I'm never I'm gonna swear off wrestlers, even though he's like my best friend, I would never date him. Um But I couldn't swear them off. But at the same time, like dating now, as I'm starting to get back into dating, it's it's a little weird because everyone finds it kinky. I'm like, <laughs> it's really not. They're like, oh you're a wrestler, I'm like, yeah, I'm like it's really not that exciting. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not gonna choke slam you when we're behind closed doors yeah, or anything like, like that. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna relax, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna talk. But I've I've met some pretty people who are pretty cool with it. Some guys they they think it's fun, they think it's cool, I'm like, awesome, great. Um but I'm I'm definitely more hesitant to let them see it because I don't want them to Nobody wants to have the partner that sits in the locker room or sits in the, at the show while the show before the show starts and just kind of there causing problems. Right. When yeah, you're there, when you're there, it's representing yourself That's, and representing yeah. your business. And you may want to get booked by this promoter again. You can't have somebody back there causing problems for you. Oh yeah, no. When I started wrestling, I, my high school boyfriend, he um he wanted to come, but he wanted to be there the whole time. I'm like you can't be there the whole time. Like it's like I'm working. This isn't us hanging out. I'm like you can sit, watch the show, and then afterwards we'll hang out. And he had a problem with that, and then. Of course, things ended. Well, yeah. you got to think. It's those moments where you got to think about you. Yes. Right. Yeah, and it's those moments where it's thinking about the where the other person has to be actually thinking about the concept that you are there. And yeah. It's not about them being there for for whatever situation they're in. It's all about whatever you need to be able to do. And then like they have to hightail it. Sorry, man, but yeah. <laughs> I'm here to make a name for myself and 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 keep getting booked. And if I got to do that, I can't have you clowning over my shoulder yeah. while I'm trying to talk to a promoter or discuss prices or discuss this or discuss that. Yeah, you either you're supportive or you're not. And if you're not supportive, sorry, it's not going to work. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so in terms of now we're kind of getting into like fan interaction and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we're getting into, um, in terms of social media, uh, you know, I was watching your the Strat Match on YouTube. There was positive comments and there were not yeah, so nice yeah. comments. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat them, but as I was scrolling through, I'm like, you know what, this is a question I'm going to throw out there because I want to hear from your perspective. Because you have you have social media, you have Facebook, and I believe you have Twitter as well, right? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, yes. Twitter and Instagram. We'll get all those. You can shout those out at the end of the show. <laughs> Absolutely. But in terms of social media, how do you handle comments from the fans? Because now everyone has a voice. Whether you want them to or not, there's some people who just in person should not speak and behind a computer <laughs> should not speak. But they have a voice now whether you want them to or not. How do you handle them. the comments and interactions that you have on the social media? Mm-hmm whether they're negative or positive. How do you yourself just chalk it up to, are you kind of like a Kevin Owens where you only respond to the negative ones? Or are you kind of, are you kind of want to just brush everything off? Or do you find a fan like, you know what, this, this jackass has been bothering me for six months. I'm going to, I'm going at him now. I'm going at him. I'm going to search his profile and I'm going to just give him a diss track of a lifetime. Like, how do you, how do you handle those things? I've gotten very heard? close to the diss track. I will, I've gotten very close to the diss track just because there are some people who harass you and it's not like it's a lot. There's always like one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had like some stupid comments like you know you're only famous because of this or people only like you because of that it's not because you're talented I'm like, shut the hell because you're Samoan bloodline right? But yeah it's my Samoan <laughs> bloodline that's all yeah. it's, it's, it's because I got a famous uncle yeah um, I brush most of it off I know it's all talk like I grew up with social media right whereas a lot of people it's really still a lot of people in wrestling haven't like it's I've I'm 22 social media has been around since I was like 12 <laughs> So I know a lot of people just talk and say things and just, I got, you got to let it go. But they're like recently, I'm just, I've lost caring what people think. I'm just like, okay, if you're going to talk shit about me, I'm probably going to do it to you too. So That's a really good mentality to have. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, most people get lost in social media. Yeah, I don't want to go like crazy, like call out everybody, but 
it gets to a point where I'm just like, okay, like, I can't take this anymore. Like, you, you're blowing up my phone, I'm getting the notifications, it's bothering me because my phone keeps lighting up. I'm and, gonna end it now. <laughs> and most of you are just waiting for the next Leaf game to come on anyway. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I'm literally just waiting for something else to do and you're taking my time off. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in terms of fans, mm -hmm. what's, like, the, the most craziest, wildest fan reaction or interaction that you've had, whether it's been in person mm -hmm. or on or on social media? Has there been that one fan moment that you were like, wow, you just, you took it, you took it way past the point of this just being heckling, now you're just being insulting? Or was there a crazy fan, like, the reaction where they met you and it was like, oh my god, like, it's you? <laughs> so I had both. I had um, the bad, like, the crazy one where I was just like, I, I wanted to kill the guy. I, I guess it was a bachelor party. They were at a show, and I took a picture of them, like, whatever, it's just a fan photo. They paid for it. Um, and then as I'm walking away, I just felt someone, like, really hard slap my ass. Oh. And I was just like... I was, I was angry, but I was so shocked. I was like, I don't even know what to do. I just ran to the bag. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to get my stuff and go. But whatever, that's past. People, yeah. Like, if you, if you do that now, someone's going to kill you. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that, this was right before, like, all, all the Me Too stuff, so. But, uh, the, like, the best was, um, it was a little girl. I had just done a four-way with, who was it? Will White, Carter Mason, and I don't remember, uh, Sebastian Schwab. And it was at a Lucha show, and this little girl came up to me, and she was so happy to meet me. I'm like, whatever. I signed, took a photo, super sweet, took hugs, all the pictures in the world. And then her dad came up to me right after that. He's like, thank you so much. I'm like, no problem. He's like, no, thank you. You showed my daughter that she can do anything she wants. And I started crying right away. <laughs> I'm getting a little teary. I'm going to this guy myself. I got really emotional after that. But that was probably the best one ever. Yeah, I was showing my daughter some of your matches. I didn't show her the strap match. I don't think she's technically ready for that one yet. <laughs> but I showed her a couple of matches. She's like, Daddy, she's really good. I'm like, yeah, she's good. I'm like, that's why we're getting her now. Because we, if we don't get her now, it's going to cost money to get her later. Because she's going to be, you know, we, we, uh, the potential that you've shown in, in such a short period of time. And I'm not saying, like, I'm Mr. Six-Pack. Because God knows I'm not. I'm the guy that sits there and watches wrestling. You're Mr. Five-Pack. Don't worry about Mr. it. Oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I always thought I had just the two up here. But I appreciate that. Yeah, See, the bromance is strong. We, the, we, we, go back, five, like, we go back like we go back twenty plus years, that's, that's, twenty that's plus years. <laughs> so, um, but that like when you have those moments like that, that's what really makes it. That's the tangible moment that can carry you. Like even when I was watching the strap match again today, mm -hmm. which I still can't rave about enough. Check it out, guys. It's on YouTube. It's a middle. Seriously, it's fantastic. You stole the show in that match. Your dance partner. There was some some moments where I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but you you were consistent. You stole the show. You rocked that match out. That okay. hand, until you have another one that can top that one, that's my favorite one. <laughs> and I the one with Jazz, don't get me wrong, was excellent. But I don't know. There's something People about love this the one. Match. I they loved it. But the whole time during the strap match, People I could hear a little girl oh, just screaming, screaming for you, <laughs> screaming for you. And every time you hit her, all you heard was "Come on, Alexa!" And then you hit her, yeah. <laughs> you just heard this little yeah. girl like screaming her guts out. And it's got to be those moments. Where you sit there and you just take it in for a second, and you know what? That night, tonight, when that little girl's head hits that pillow, mm -hmm. she's gonna think about how badass she can be, and that's because of you. Yeah. And that's great, and that's why that's why I'm kind of I love this this whole changing of the guard that we're having, whether it be the Me Too movement or everything, because I have two daughters myself, and exposing them to this world and all the negatives that are in this world, but plus all the positives, mm -hmm. it's it's great. But I tell like my daughter when we got her into wrestling. She liked the Daniel Bryan said she liked it. She liked John Cena because the the all over the place colors and the rainbows. <laughs> and I still like John Cena. He's he's I he's love his entertaining. Hair. I will say I love. I love, 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 love the hair. I love the JBL hair. I do. <laughs> Did you see the post? There was a meme I saw the other day of how he's slowly turning into Ernest. Yes, that I, was. I shared it right away. I'm like, this is genius. Yep. It's so true. 
But when when those kind of moments happen and you know that you've touched you've touched someone, mm-hmm. like you've reached a fan, whether it be a four year old or a thirty year old, it's gotta it's gotta mean something. Yeah. And it's more than just getting the paycheck at the end of the night. It's gotta be those moments that keep you moving on to the next show, the next opportunity, the next venue. They really like they, they're validating moments. Like you make. Because like I said, you go out there, you put your body through so much. Even if it's, you think it's not a big match, every time you hit the mat, it's it's wood. It's not like it's a trampoline under there. There's maybe a thin mat, it's plywood. Like, you guys saw the um, the LAX, I don't even remember what they called the match, but you could just see the boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that's, that's the, the Chicago ring. Street fight that Gargano and Ciampa had on NXT. Yeah, uh, that's takeover. the ring. Yeah. That's what I'm following It's like on. that much padding and two by fours underneath it. Yeah. yeah, so, but that makes it so worth it. That, like, that feeling just makes it... Knowing that I've done something for somebody else just, just feels so good. I can imagine that sound every single time. <laughs> the coolest when you just take the backdrop or the suplex or whatever it is. You're just throwing a punch and just slamming your foot on it. And it's just that sound that's just killing everybody in that whole arena. Yeah. Is it like... Let's say you haven't wrestled. Let's say it's been a week between shows. Mm-hmm. So you've wrestled this Friday. Now you're wrestling this Wednesday. And you haven't really taken a bump or you haven't had a chance to go to the gym yet and maybe loosen up or work out. When you when you when you've had that time in between matches and it stretched a little bit further, you take that first bump. Is it like, oh there it is. Alright, now I, I, I remember what this feels like. Muscle memory's coming back. Every time usually before most shows, if I get the chance, I try and get in the ring, run the ropes a bit, maybe take a bump just to get you like warm myself up for it. If I don't get the chance, yeah, the first bump in the match is usually oh like that's <laughs> You're, Here we there's, go. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of selling going on there. No, yeah. The That's when the reaction the is very the real, right? What what do you um is indie wrestling much like it is um like we all heard the stories from the old school guys back in the day with WWE mm-hmm. where they would help put together the ring, tear it down. You guys do that as well? Oh yeah. Uh, lately now, um, because you like the Greek Town shows are usually the ones I just get to the earliest, mostly because like most local show I do. So <laughs> I see the ring being set up. It's a lot of um. A lot of guys who are wanting to learn how to train, to learn how to work, um, learn how to like be, be wrestlers. Um, but it is a lot of, you know, you get to the show, if you get there early enough, you help set out, you help put chairs out, everything. Entrance, sound, you help with everything. Because at the end of the day, there's no big company there doing everything for you. Even um, even when I go to a Ring of Honor show, it's a bunch of, a bunch of wrestlers who have shown up for the day to help set up the ring. So, it's really, it's a lot of wrestlers putting on the show that's what it seems like yeah or at least that's any story that i've ever heard it's really just been like everybody helps yeah everybody helps and everybody tears down and that's the way that it tears goes. down puts everything back in the trucks cleans up the locker room oh yeah that's awesome that's awesome. in terms of all the house yeah i've got some organic questions are bubbling yeah. i like the way these go so we've actually blown through our question list already which nice. is fantastic but in terms saying. of like, it's just gonna go from here it's just gonna be organic that's what i'm saying in terms of um like promotions mm-hmm. when you go to a promotion and stuff like that and let's say it's the first time attending that promotion. And the experience is, let's say, so-so. It's not negative, it's not positive, but it, do you do you find yourself open the door for another opportunity? Or if the experience becomes completely negative from the get-go, you're like, cool, this is I got my check, I got paid first, last time, I'm done. Yeah, it's sometimes like that. There is one show I did um, in the U.S. where, and I can't say too much about it, like they flew me down there to do it. Right. They paid me really well, so I'm up in a hotel. But I do the show, and you know, you're promised so many things, and you get there, you get promised that it's a sellout, and there's like five people there. You get promised, you know, we're gonna print out your pictures for you so that you don't have to worry about bringing them over the border, and then they're charging twenty dollars because they want to cut, and it's so like that, like in those kinds of experiences where you're you're just you're not promised 
but you're not getting what you're promised. I don't mind wrestling for less money if it's a packed house. I really don't. So you'll take you'll I'll take, take it. I'll take a pay cut for a big yeah because I want to wrestle. I don't want to wrestle in front of five people. Have wanna, you wrestled in front of five people? Yeah. And how's that been? It sucks. <laughs> it's very hard. The le- less people, it's very hard to get them into it. More people, people feed off each other. It's very easy to get a crowd going. When there's a few people, it's very difficult. Yep. It's very difficult, and it's not that it's impossible. It's just it's hard. What's the biggest crowd you've wrestled in front of like to date? What are we talking? Uh, tens talking? of thousands, fives of thousands. I want to say thousands, whatever the Ring of Honor, whatever Ring of Honor pulled in, not last time they were here, but the time before, because that's when I wrestled for them. Okay. Uh, is what, is how many, but I'm not, I want to say thousands. I'm not sure how many. It was at Ted Reed. So however, whatever Ted Reed holds is what I've wrestled, the most I've wrestled. That must have been surreal though. Yeah. Walk out, your entrance music's playing, you're walking up to the ring, and you're just seeing just countless faces, arms waving, everything getting hyped. That must that, at that point, your adrenaline must be like, all right, bring out my opponent because I'm gonna snap her neck like a twig. Like I just want to get in there and I want to tell the greatest story that I possibly can. The reason like, you don't even see faces at that point, you just see lights. Like you just see like flashing lights from like the lights of the venue, the lights of people. Even, cameras, camera yeah, phones camera going phones, crazy. Yeah, even um, I did extra work once as a rosebud for Ada Rose, and I remember that. Like you, you walk out and you just you see nothing. It's like dark blue and there's lights everywhere. Because there's just so many people. And so much production that's yeah. being thrown and in your face. You see nothing but, literally you see nothing but the ring. Were you a rosebud with Braun Strowman? I was not. Because I didn't know that he was a rosebud <laughs> was, until yeah. I saw that meme. I and I'm like, I had to go back and look for that raw. I'm like, oh my god, how did I not notice this like seven foot tall giant was a freaking rosebud? This is incredible. Yeah, it's pretty cool how like when you see those things, you see the guys that are kind of coming up mm-hmm. now. And you see where they like all of a sudden, because the internet, nothing's secret anymore. No, there's yeah. nothing hidden. So anybody comes out when they might have missed it, go back and be like, "Hey, do you guys know that this guy was a rosebud or this thing happened?" <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty crazy how much information is out there. But that's another question in terms of all the information being out there. How do you keep your private life private? Uh, I don't honestly I don't keep my private life. I put, I put a lot out there, but I don't like I don't post a lot of my family. So like if someone really wants to know like what my family looks like, they can go find it obviously. Like I treat my, my social media is, it's my, also my way to interact with my family. Cause like my brother and my sister both moved out. So I talk to my sister-in-law and my sister and my brother. Like I, we talk through social media a lot too. We send each other things. Um, my niece, my nieces are on my Instagram all the time. People think they're my children. It's weird. <laughs> I did for a little bit there too. I'm like, oh my God, these two little, who are these kids? It's yeah, adorable. they're my, they're my nieces. But I, I put them out there cause they, they're, I put out there what's important to me. My family is important to me. Um. As who or who I'm dating, yeah, that's not going to be out there. Because that's right now, that's my private. Right. That's what's going on with me. When I'm ready, I'll put that out there. But I've found that people are pretty respectful, actually, like personal stuff, too. Yeah. They don't go nuts, like, like going on me about, you know, who's this, what's this, what are you doing, yada, yada, yada. You just um, show off your personality. Yeah. Like, and that's, just to get people more interested in the, having more of a personality. Yeah, online. like, if I just put out only my wrestling stuff, like, yes, people would care. But, like, no one would want to know me. No one would get to know me. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that's what everybody ends up putting out yeah. there. It's literally just their wrestling. I, I myself, yeah. being a drummer, I see a lot of people that just put out literally just their drum stuff. They don't want to put out anything else. I share memes about boy. John Cena's hair and his earnest face like all the time. <laughs> I, I search for that stuff. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I'm not going to lie. I do. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I look for John Cena making fun of John Cena. Well, <laughs> John, this, I love his Instagram. It is one of my it. favorite things. His Stone Cold with whoever yeah. he picks. Oh my gosh. His Stone Cold everyone yeah. picks is just amazing. <laughs> incredible and that's the great thing about that social media it's kind of given fans a little chance to pull back the curtain on their own and, and experience that 
and that's the great thing. But your so we're not at the tail end of the interview yet. But while we have the opportunity, do you want to shout out your social media so everybody can uh, start following you? My social media is at Alexia Nicole for Twitter and Instagram A L E X X I A A N I C O L E because the normal spelling was taken. And on Facebook, it is Alexia Nicole Daily. I was really lucky. I actually had a fan made the page for me, and they just made me a moderator. So go on that page. I share all my stuff on there too. Uh, yeah, so those are my my uh, my links there. Awesome. And any other any shows that you've got upcoming that you may want to plug that you know because we've got fans local here in Ontario mm-hmm. and Canada. We've also got fans in the U.S. that may want to take the travel down here. So any shows that upcoming, any matches upcoming, cards you're going to be on that you want to plug? Yes. So my next show will be on January nineteenth. That's a Saturday, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. January nineteenth, I will be in Ottawa for Acclaim Wrestling wrestling Casey Spinelli for the Acclaim Women's Championship. There is also a Rumble that night, which I may or may not be a part of. We will see. I have the past couple of years, and it's pretty fun. Uh, Greek Town Wrestling's Thursday Night Wrestling. We're teaming up with Beyond, which will be really interesting. That's going to be awesome. I don't remember what my matches for that, unfortunately. I don't remember my match right off the top of my head, but I do know the show itself is going to be pretty pretty huge. Um, there's, there's another Greek Town March 23rd, which I will be at. I'm not sure exactly what. I'm hoping it's another match with Jazz. <laughs> um, and Femme Fatale is February 22nd. That is one the one of the best all-women shows you're ever going to see. Nice. Awesome. That is also in Ottawa. I don't remember the exact venue. It's the C4 venue. Okay. That's what I can tell you. I think I might be taking a trip out to Ottawa. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Take a trip out to Ottawa, see you wrestle, and then go up to the Parliament building and give Justin Trudeau the big middle finger. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another man who I loathe. He's on my list with Nia Jax. Okay. But tell um, people kind at him first before you do it. <laughs> We've still got some time, so I, I want to know if you'll be interested in playing a little game. Yeah. Uh, a word association game. I'm going to throw it's out a wrestler. It's not soft. We're not no, doing no. that. Yes. No, I'm not going to lock you in the room and you have to find a key and put a mask over your face. None of that will happen. Okay. But um, I'm going to throw out some wrestlers, yeah. and you throw out the first word that pops into your mind. Okay. I'm just going to throw out random ones. It's going to be guy or girl. Just mm-hmm. let me know. You ready? Yeah. You sure? Yes. 100%. 100%. Okay, Nia Jax. You knew I was going to go there first. You had to know I was going to go there first. The worst is the first thing I think is The Rock. <laughs> See? Everybody does. All right, Becky Lynch. Badass. Seth Rollins. Jesus. <laughs> he looks like Jesus. He looks like CrossFit Jesus. That's like true. It's true, man. It's true. I have, a, I have a bromance with this guy. He doesn't know it, so just be cautious about this next one. I have a bromance with him. He doesn't know it, but we have a serious bromance. Don't be cautious in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> at Ke- all. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Funny. Triple H. <laughs> that's a big high five. That, that, that strikes the chord. That's that's that's, huge high that's five. like that's my that's my guy. That's my all time. I just since he cut his hair, I, he just looks so much old. I don't know why. Don't worry. We were just joking about Crown Jewel a couple weeks ago oh, about okay. that whole bad bump. Like, am I supposed to turn to the turbuckle? Or are you supposed to go? It looked like grumpy old men. I don't know what was going on. Uh, speaking of other grumpy so old men, that way, the Undertaker. You're going this way. Legend. Roman Reigns. My, my line went blank. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad because I, I, his situation is sad. Um, this is a little bit I want to go. Well, fair enough. Sorry. Perfect. I fair enough. I think he's bland. I don't like when he talks. Mm. I, I can do. totally agree with you on that one. <laughs> Pretty I think he's great do. in the ring. I think he's like phenomenal in the ring. I don't, when the second he opens his mouth, I'm off. All right. And three more, three more I got. Brock Lesnar. The best. Braun Strowman. Also the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for the match. If you can't tell. Yeah, no, I, I can see. I can see you waiting for Rumble. I can see Fair you waiting enough. for it. So and um, <laughs> one other one. Oh my. Charlotte Flair. Queen. 
So if 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 you could right now out of any female on the WWE roster, the game's over by the way. You scored excellent. Yes. Except the Triple H, that, that cut the cord there on points. Cut the cord on me. That's okay. He's in, he's my older bromance. I, I went a little younger for the same reasons. But um, if there's any woman on, I'm just gonna stick WWE now. Any female on WWE roster that you would love to work a promo with, like if Vince McMahon called you tomorrow and said, "That's it, we want you skipping Performance Center right to the main roster." Who actually? That's not even say main roster. NXT current NXT women's wrestler. Yeah. Or WWE main roster could be Raw or SmackDown. Who would you love to work a program with on WWE right now? You got to narrow it down to one. Okay, you know what? I'll give you a triple threat. Triple, okay. I'll allow you triple threat. Triple threat. I want Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Io Shirai. Right on. That's that's, that's awesome. That's I actually <laughs> thought you were gonna pick Oscar over Shias for Io Shirai, but that's a. I thought I actually was hoping you were gonna go with who I am. I'm a big fan of her right now. I think she's fantastic. I love her character. Is Karzang, uh, Pyro Princess? I was I'm going all to. About I her, was, man. but I lo- I watched the match with Io and um, I can't remember her opponent's name. It was a start. It was like a 22 minute match. I was blown away. Was it was yeah. it the uh, women's evolution pay per view when she fought Tony Storm for the May Young final? No, it was it was a starter match in Japan. Oh, okay, and it was like a while back too. It was like early, early, but I was just I was blown away, and I was like, been a huge fan of her ever since. So I would definitely, if I had the chance, I'd definitely take it. Right on. Right. I was a fan of Io Shirai before she showed up and got the. <laughs> You got the five moves of doom yeah, thing and all that. Fortunately, the WWE machine, right? <laughs> you, gotta hit your, you gotta have your moves. You gotta hit your moves. Everybody. It's true. It's true. You gotta hit your five moves. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and in terms of your moveset, because you've got you've got a couple great moves that you do, like your your finishers and your 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 signatures are mm-hmm. great. But um, what's your favorite one? What's favorite your one What's your favorite one to do? Like whether it be your finisher or signature, because you got a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. You've got dyslexia that you do. You've got um, uh, the, the lock hold. Sorry, I was having a hard it's okay, time don't worry about it. pronouncing the name and stuff like that. Um, there's quite a bit of them. I but, got a bunch of moves I do like a few times, and then I never do yeah. them again for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> so which which like what's your favorite? What's your favorite signature? Your finisher to do like what's the one you know when you hit it? You're like yes, uh, this was this was a great way to finish this match. I've only done it twice, and I haven't done it on like a huge show yet. I started doing an electric chair drop. Right on. And it is the second I hit that it is the best feeling. And what? How big is the O every single time? Like how big is that Huge. every single time? First night? time I did it was uh, it was to a guy too. That's awesome. Oh. Everyone went nuts, and I, was, I couldn't believe I did because we tried it in the back. I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. He's like, We'll be fine. Don't worry. And we did it, and I I nipped up after that. I'm like, Oh my god! I just like I popped for myself. That's amazing. <laughs> so like, you, I, that I one of those moments where you kind of stood that. up on one knee and you were like, that's yeah! Exactly what I did. I, I'm waiting for footage, but that's literally what I did. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, 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 what, that's what I love, too, still about, like, I'm not even going to call it the indie scene, but that's what I love about, like, the local shows that we have in here like that because you don't really, when you're on the, when you're on the main rosters, when you're on the big promotions, you have, to, you have to curb that. You have to kind of forget you're a fan. And all these guys and girls, they started as fans first. Yeah. They didn't just wake up and be like, okay, listen, you're you're in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. This is your goal. It's not like the book, The Giver, where you're just assigned a role. You fell in love with the business. You grew to find a passion for the business. And now you're in the business. So you have to remember, too, at the end of the day, these people are fans. I love it when I'm at the indie shows and I'll see the wrestlers kind of peeking behind the curtain. <laughs> and they're just watching the watching the matches. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's great. Because I know they're feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah. And like, like I said, when you can watch a guy like Channing Decker swallow thumbtacks... I felt every bit of that. I felt every bit of that. 
Zach Morris beats Mick Foley. You got to check out. If you guys haven't seen Channing Decker, you got to check. We, we we tweeted about it the whole night. We shouted him out on Twitter. We hope to have him on the show. So since you kind of got the end, maybe you could slip I'll, it in. Yeah, I'll try Let him know. Let him, tell, him, tell him that I came up with the moniker Zach Morris meets Mick Foley. I think he'll find that endearing. I really do. I think he'll find it endearing. He might, he might look, he'd be like, no, if anybody's going to associate with me, Zach Morris, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. He'll definitely love the Mick Foley. That <laughs> no, I did. I, I, I called Steve right after that match, and I was like, dude, these guys went through doors, and he swallowed thumbtacks. Yes, he swallowed them. Spit a couple back out, but I'm sure a couple went down inadvertently. He definitely swallowed them that night. It was That's incredible. Awesome. Ari spit up and pooped. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming out tonight. We really appreciate it. We, we, we love the interview. We love the candidness. We love everything about you, your character, your charisma, your ability. And the fact that in such a short span of time, you really are showing a whole ton of potential. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You're, you're a fantastic one to watch. Just give me another strap match. Give me one. It doesn't have to be every year. I, Just I give me another. Ask Evan. Tell him I am open to. I would love to. <laughs> Again, like another one of those matches where I didn't. There wasn't a lot. Okay, we'll go from here to here. It was just. Okay, straps on. Let's go. I love how I love how you guys went up through the back of the crowd, and she almost threw you yeah. over the railing. And then in the midst of it, she kind of lost the strap, but you guys didn't fumble on that That's part. That's what I was just going to say. You threw it, and then you told the refs, you're like, get it back on her. Get yeah. it back on her. <laughs> like, okay, when's they're going to put the strap? Oh, she finally told the ref, and now you're going to put the strap back on her. But it was great. Everything was great. The finish was great. I just, everything about that match, I, I couldn't, I, I had to watch it again to get hyped. He messaged me. He's like, I'm on my way. Cool. I just watched the strap match again for like the third time because I had to make sure that it was good. I gave it a like. I gave it a thumbs up because it was that great. Thank you. I, so I really we that. hope that 2019, you reach those goals that you're achieving for. We hope you get more. And we hope you want to, anytime the door is open, you want to come back and chill awesome. out with us again. We would love to have you. I'll make sure to bring the strap next time. Bring the strap. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you it's the truth. Next time she rolls through, I will take a swat from the strap. I will do it. And don't hold back. I will not. I promise. Go full force. I, I want to wake up and then take a picture of my back later on and send three, it to you. Dude, I'm going to have three different camera angles set up ready to go for all that. Put I'm a gold pearl on the front of my face and get my full out reaction. That's oh! exactly what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? That's a great idea. <laughs> I've set myself up for a huge, huge hurting. No, no, I know it has. You sound very, very driven and it sounds like 150% and it's like a, a pretty like solid judge of character when it comes to somebody who I can tell is absolutely Okay, you got a great idea for what you're doing, but it doesn't really sound like it's gonna. Okay, might not, might or might not work out for you. 150. percent I can tell you for a fact, my dear, you have a brilliant head on your shoulders, and you are definitely gonna be achieving everything that you're you're set out to. 150. percent Thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I really, really do. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. No problem. All right, that's it for us today, guys. That's the Bubblegum Princess. We're yes. wrapping up. Thank you so much for coming out to Straight Talk Studios today. We appreciate it. All love. Don't forget to tune in next week, guys, because next week is All Elite Hour. We're going to break down All Elite Wrestling, what we see, what we don't see, yep. what we like, what we don't like. So stay tuned for that. And as always, I am your host with the most, George McKay. I'm Steve the Animal Mitchell. And I'm Lexi Nicole. The Bubblegum Princess. Princess. Thank you guys very much. Don't forget, peace and love. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Catch us every Wednesday at 7.30 on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and Twitter at underscore Straight Talk.